No? Yeah, I don't remember her having bangs either. <laughs> this is a prank. Yeah, they did like a look back at the beginning of the bold type thing for Jane because the, the TV show is about her. And uh, she had bangs in like either the first season or like the first episode or in a flashback situation. Oh, yeah. People, they always give white girls bangs in flashbacks. <laughs> That's how you know that it's a flashback. That's how you yeah. know it's like 2008. Mm-hmm. They have like Zoe Deschanel bangs. Yeah, they've got bangs that come every, out to here. Every single TV show that's ever been written, if a character doesn't already have bangs, they will have bangs in a flashback. <laughs> or just like a bad blonde wig. It's mandated. Or, oh yeah, if it's Veronica Mars, we will absolutely put on the worst wig in human history <laughs> on Kristen Bell. And that's how you'll know it's flashback. Which is so funny because she has such nice hair. Just like put it on Veronica Mars. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it looks too bad on Veronica Mars. It looks like I mean, normal teenage like, girl yeah, who's running serious. from men with guns. I'm, I'm a teen in 2004, and I my hair is absolutely cut with a straight razor. Yeah. I mean, so is mine. So I get it. So let me just uh, full screen this. Hmm. You don't have to do that. Yeah, full screen. Uh-uh, I'm going to minimize this. I can tell that Sophie's not looking at me. If I'm that means she's scrolling on something. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to do is to turn my own video off so I don't fucking look at myself while I'm talking to you. Oh. Someone told me how to do it, and I don't remember how to do it. You don't want to look at yourself while you're not talking to really, me? Not really, no. I mean, that's uh, you can tell it's that I'm rude. staring directly at myself. I hate it. I'm like, yeah, I see myself, and I'm like, stop mm. it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, while Sophie figures that out, hi everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Sophie. Right click on your video display. Hold mm-hmm. on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Roden Patrick, yet again, and that's Sophie Green. And the Superlit Podcast is a bi weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, everyone. I honestly. I did it. Okay, I figured it out. Wow, you that was it a out? struggle. Oh, my oh, God. Good. I well, can I can still see your you. eyes. Oh, I was going to say, I can still see your beautiful face. So. Yeah, but I can't see myself, so I feel better. Okay. Good. <laughs> do you want to do the intro again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but this week, we are talking about Sovereign by April Daniels. And it, oh, I, <laughs> your cats know when we're recording because they're yeah, like, they let can. me just scream real quick. Chicken is like just staring at me. Chicken's like, I hear him. <laughs> She's just sitting there staring at me. She could lay down. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm mad. (laughs) No, I will not have a nice day. (laughs) Angui. Angui. Sorry. So do you have the actual 
solid book version or is she like a nook? What's the, oh, that's upside down. She's a book. (laughs) I'm going to read the book to you today. (laughs) Sometimes I wish we could upload the video versions of these so they could just see how um, put together we are. I mean, we totally could. You just have to warn me so I can do something. Oh my God, I would love to put our videos up on YouTube. I'm sure it would get us somewhere. It would get some content. It would just be cat ASMR. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I think people would sign up for that. I think Paul Kasha would sign up for that (laughs) specifically. He's such a supportive homosexual. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) back to the book. Um, This is book two in the Nemesis series. Mm -hmm. Is there a third one that's coming out? Or is this it? Um... (laughs) I think so. That's right? what I yeah. thought. There's no way that this was the end of this book. Okay, cool. Um, if it is, <laughs> April, I'm mad. If, if it this is, is the end of April, the series, we have some we have some words we, we need to exchange. Talk. Yeah, we, we need, need to, to just talk about uh, closure. Just turn on your your location services. We just want to chat. <laughs> just want to talk. Just want to. <laughs> No, this People felt like I'm very excited about this book. This felt like um, very much like the second book in a trilogy, mm-hmm. which is to say that it's like extremely action packed and had like a lot of shit going on. Yes. Also, the nice thing about book twos is that they don't normally have to do as much world building. Not that I didn't like that in the last book, but like we're already right. at a point where we like get everything ish. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, the. I generally not always generally mm-hmm. in trilogy series the second one i usually prefer because we've established world building we know our main cast of characters new characters are introduced but it's like they're adding flavor to everything mm-hmm. and we're basically just here for like the action and to like yeah. maybe pick up some threads that were dropped the first mm-hmm. book i usually the second book is usually a good time yeah it's um book two really uh in superhero terms, uh, hits different. <laughs> it really punches you through the stratosphere different. It just, you know, it just red steals you different. <laughs> you just, like, really get punched in the gut different. You just really get wrecked. You really just pull the side of a building off different. It just, like, really, you know, casts a spell on you, you know, in a different way. That's, that's uh, a joke about Codex. Um <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> so we are going to, do you want to read the back of the book? Do you want me to do it? How do you want to do this? Uh, I don't know if I know how to read. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh, know. man. I can't read. I'll try. <laughs> That's true. Because you normally have Did to Did Shadow it. read this book to you again? Yeah. Here, chicken. Ready? <laughs> chicken. Now she's not making any sound. <laughs> oh. Chicken, read the book. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, was it? <laughs> Chicken does not little... like uh, Daniel Tozer. <laughs> Is Daniel's full name Daniel Daniel to- Tozer? Yeah. Okay, I thought I just made that name up, and I was like, "Is that a real person's name?" <laughs> there was no. Can I just say though, the, like the first time they say her last name, I like I think someone just says Tozer, like they don't say Danielle, and I was like, "Who's this? Did I miss What's... a character?" <laughs> And this Hello? community of women, who are we talking about? This community of women? <laughs> All right, I should probably read the back of the book before we get into the plot, huh? Yeah. Hmm. No, we normally end the end the podcast on that? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, we've still got 45 minutes of us just screaming to get through, but, you know, I think we can we can do it. We're going to do it this time. We're going to stay on track. Do it to it. I'm just reading. <laughs> I'm doing the thing where I have to read ahead before I read it aloud, where I can hear. I know that the teacher's going to call on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can see the person, like it's coming up, like we're going in order and my paragraph's coming up, but I just want to make sure mm-hmm. I have it organized before I have to read aloud to the class. While you're organizing, I think this would be a great time to talk about our uh, this week's sponsor, and that is our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have Patreon content and it's pretty fun and we do different things on there and it's the super lit podcast as we are on most platforms. And yeah, we would love an excuse to do different kind of queer content and it's up there for you. And there's, I believe a free episode on there cause I left it up from last year. It's our like near the end of the year mm-hmm. episode. I put up a special one that was free and I just kept it free for everyone. So y'all should just... You know, really get into that Patreon content. For Brought to you by Patreon. <laughs> Shadow just like popped her head in the room and then Chicken looked at her and she went, no, 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 no. And then just backed out and ran out. Shadow was just like, oh, you're talking about this week's sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. Here we go. Okay. Huh. Only nine months after her debut as the superhero Dreadnought. I've been practicing my Australian accent. Dreadnought. Um, <laughs> Have you been watching too much Mike's Mike? Yeah, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Only nine months after he debuts as a superhero Dreadnought, Danny Dozer is already a scared veteran. That's he's scarred. I can't scared. fucking She's read. She's already a scared veteran. I'm scared. <laughs> She's a scared veterinarian. <laughs> Take 12. <laughs> okay only nine months after her day i'm gonna mess it up again <laughs> no all right let me let me let me help you out do you need me to help you out do you want no, i'm me gonna to try one more time okay you got this i believe in you I won't i'm gonna lose you. it though i choose okay. not to see it oh god only nine months after her debut is the superhero dreadnought danny danny tozer is already a scarred veteran protecting his city the size of newport is a team-sized job and she's doing it alone between her newfound celebrity and her demanding cape duties dreadnought is stretched thin and is only going to get worse when she crosses a newly discovered billionaire supervillain dreadnought comes under attack from all quarters from her troubled family life to her distant <laughs> disintegrating <laughs> disintegrating <laughs> jesus christ I, I looked at that word and it was like disingenuous <laughs> yeah same <laughs> From her troubled family life to her disintegrating friendship with Calamity, there's no lever to, too cruel for this villain to use against her. She might be hard to kill, but there's more than one way to destroy a hero. Before the war is over, Dreadnought will be forced to confront parts of herself she never wanted to acknowledge. And behind it all, an old enemy waits in the wings, ready to unleash a plot that will scar the world forever. I don't think I actually read the back of this book. I fully didn't. Yeah, I was like, yeah, notebook two, fuck it up, let's get into it. It was yeah. like quick because we enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed. I think you did too. The first book so much uh-huh. that it was just like, oh yeah, no, we're getting book two. <laughs> yeah. So when it, so we're doing it. It like yeah. uh, took a year, maybe, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things take. Sometimes scheduling happens, and it just. Yeah. Sometimes, and honestly, we would have. <laughs> We lo- would have loved to have April Daniels on here to talk to us, but I, th- I think that they're still not on Twitter anymore. I think still in Twitter jail. Yeah. Yeah. 
for fighting the good fight, if I remember correctly. Yeah. One day. It'll be great. It'll be yeah. after the third one, baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have dreams. Um, so earlier we were saying that this book is like very edge impact. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I literally yesterday uh, read over 200 pages of this. This book is exactly like 315 pages around that time, mm-hmm. that time frame of pages. And uh, I literally sat on the couch all day and read and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like exhausted or wiped out. I was like, oh, I literally can't put the book down. I can't. I can't put it down. I can't put it down, Snooky. Help me. Sarah, help <laughs> Sarah, me. Sarah. Calamity, help me. Calamity, kiss me. I can't me. put the book down. Calamity, um, come kiss me, please. We'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> okay, wait. So the beginning of the book starts off at like Superhero Con. <laughs> Yep. It's like, what if Comic-Con, but it was real superheroes? Yeah, it's like, hey, what if we took, like, the MCU panel and the DC panel and made it real? And they were real. <laughs> and they were roommates. I think the thing that I really like about this series in general is that, like, every superhero feels, like, really unique. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that are like, oh, well... I mean, because, like, I feel like it's, like, well, yeah, every superhero has been done. Like, every superpower has been explored. You can mm-hmm. find, like, a weird, ex- obscure superhero that will fall, that will, like, meet whatever you come up with or whatever is in the book. Yeah. But everything feels, like, really unique and different. And there's, like, a really good, like, smattering of, like, oh, here's so-and-so who's, like, their power is this and this and this. And it's mm-hmm. not, like, here's two other main characters you already know. Like, there's good, like, world building. Yeah. And, and like even the idea of like a retired the, superhero also. Mm-hmm. That's why we also some, have like, like retired supervillains that are just like <laughs> There's know, some there. like old capes who are like, ah yeah, I don't fucking do this shit anymore, but right. I guess I'll talk at this convention. Yeah. <laughs> um and then there's also, yeah, uh Aloe, who is a retired supervillain. She's a reformed supervillain. Who is dating Magma, who is mm-hmm. a retired superhero from the last book. He's old and beat up now yeah uh just like most of the legion mm-hmm. except for that gray witch she doesn't count no i don't isn't. know her i don't know her at all i don't think anyone knows her i've never i i, Oops. I can't read <laughs> i choose not to see it i choose not to see it yeah the the beginning of the book is very like it's nice because i <laughs> I didn't expect the beginning of this book to be like, and we're at Superhero Con in Alaska. Oh. Yeah, right. And here we are. It, it's like started off and it was very like, here's Danny. She's back. And she's at a convention with her PR agent. <laughs> and she's fangirling. Mm-hmm. Which like, I totally yeah, understand. Yeah, she's freaking out. Yeah, she's like, she meets uh, every Dreadnought's uh, arch nemesis, Red Steel, I think his name is. Uh, yes. And she's like, yeah, hmm, maybe, like, I can ask for his autograph later after he threatens her. <laughs> you love <laughs> like, that. Very funny. <laughs> also, Danny's character from book one to book two, like, is very stark, drastic differences. 
Right. Because she's been in the role of Dreadnought for, I guess, almost a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like so much more confident in her role as Dreadnought. And um, it's just, it's very nice to see her like loving her job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the cool thing right at the beginning of uh, the like in the first chapter, we meet we meet the non-binary friend. Oh, kinetic. Yes, I was like, I know it starts with a K. Um, I need I need more info on their powers. I need to know if they are Jubilee or not. Nah. Oh, I was like really thinking they were a little bit more. Um, fuck, what's her name? She's <clears throat> an X Men. Shadowcat? No, not Shadowcat. Um, um, Calamity's mom is Shadowcat. <laughs> Calamity's mom is maybe my favorite character. Yeah, I thought I thought you would really really love Kinetic. I was like, oh, this is Sophie, like in a nutshell. Here I am. Yes. Oh my god, this is gonna. I'm so sorry. This is gonna annoy Psylocke. Ah, oh okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um. Does Psylocke I, have, if, what? What are Psylocke's powers? I'm forgetting. Psylocke uh, is telekinetic and telepathic, oh. but also like can like project like psychic energy at people. So she uses mm-hmm. like um, she'll like create like weapons and blades and stuff out of like psychic energy. So mm-hmm. I feel like just the name like kinetic to me had like some kind of like manifesting non physical like energy and into like a physical form as like a mm-hmm. weapon that like yeah. or just like being able to do like sonic boom stuff yeah that was like the vibe i was like kind of getting yeah and i like that they go after <laughs> they go after dreadnought immediately and they're like hey so remember that time that um you were supposed to uh talk about how you're not the first trans superhero and you fucked that up <laughs> let's talk about it can we talk accountable okay so here we go Mm -hmm. uh first of all the book like opens up with like superhero superheroes like managing their ptsd basically Mm -hmm. like it's like that's like i feel like that's the theme throughout the entire book basically is that like like a huge portion of like all the stuff that's happening with like danny eternally is like processing trauma that's like before she became mm-hmm. dreadnought and then also like just the trauma of being a superhero where you're literally like fighting to your death every day against yep. people who are also super powered and then and like, no one wants to help you <laughs> and no one wants to help her um just like so there's that which we will get into mm-hmm. um but I was, like, losing my whole fucking mind when Kinetic first comes up and starts, like, shitting all over her because Danny is, like, constantly being described as this, like, beautiful woman who just, like, has, like, a kick-ass bod and is just, like, so fucking, like, everyone's in love with her. And my brain just, like, started, like, short-circuiting because I was, like, oh, my God, Danny, like, Dreadnought Danny is the, like, high femme, like, trans woman who, like, is acceptable in society because she passes, quote-unquote passes. Mm-hmm. And then Kinetic is the, like, pissed-off, genderqueer, like, person who's, like, I'm 
obviously like visibly <clears throat> trans and I make people uncomfortable and therefore I'm fucking pissed at you because you're not doing enough to like make everyone like as acceptably as like my gender presentation as your gender presentation because mm-hmm. the way you present your gender is just by fitting back into the binary technically like even yeah. though like she's a proud trans woman so she's technically not I mean she's not a cis person but she's still like conforms to the binary and I just like I was like the first like 10 pages I was like I'm losing it I'm fucking losing it here we go oh no it was so good yeah April Ah. really really delivered I like I'm like I'm 50 pages into my thesis about this paragraph that's in the book (laughs) sorry it was uh it was really enjoyable my first note was Mm -hmm. extremely I'm sorry I keep cutting you off no 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 it's fine what was your first note I just like my first note is just like, well, my first note is superhero PTSD dot dot dot. Right. So there's this like whole level of like, not only is Danny like a conventional looking woman and like, obviously it is like constantly redescribed as being like an extremely attractive conventional woman. Kinetic is also uh, Iranian American, which is just like a entire another level of you're a marginalized person in America. And I just like the anger that was just like emanating off of them was, it was really good. It hit different. Yeah. Kinetic. I think out of the like superheroes that we've met, I really like doc impossible, but, mm-hmm. and I also really like codex. I actually really like the, you know, the gaggle of, uh, the teen titans that have been acquired in this a book. Good crew that's like built up in this one. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like the first one was like, there was a there was a already a legion and mm-hmm. Danny just kind of shows up and everything just falls apart. <laughs> yeah. And in this one too, so like characters in the first book, so um Charlie, Codex uh, Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. Codex. Um Codex gets a lot more like airtime in this book, if you will. Yeah. Um they choose the the um superhero name, um or supernym, I think they use it. That's what April described it as. That makes sense, yeah, because it's like a pseudonym, but it's a supernym. Yeah, um, they choose the supernym um, codex, which I think is really cool. Um, I like that in this book, it was like, hey, guess what? Superpowers, but also magic and like hypertext. Mm-hmm. So there, we got to explore a lot more of that. And with the like gaggle of like young kids that are basically doing... All of <laughs> all of the heavy lifting. We meet, you know, Kinetic, who is like mm-hmm. truly Chef's Kiss, like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, who is also like a free described as a freelance hero. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, I mean, I'll help out if you like pay me for the weekend, but I'm yeah. gonna like go back to my town <laughs> later. Like I'm not hanging out and living in this tower with you. Yeah, no, and like <laughs> it's really nice that um, like we get that, but we also get like more. Like we get, um, there's another person named Karen in the story that we meet. And then there's also um, Codex. And then there's also more Calamity. And it's just, you know, things that we, I think that we thought were going to happen in the first book, like started building up and happening in this book. And it was like, oh, wow. We really love the follow through. We love the follow through. Um, I think all of my notes revolve around um, me screaming about Calamity. (laughs) Oh, okay. We'll we'll screw about calamity. I just had one other thing that's mm-hmm. like because it happens at the very beginning. Yeah. Where Danny is like kind of 
so it starts off at like a superhero convention. So Danny is mm-hmm. talking about all of these people who have like retired because they're like, well, I don't want to like do this anymore. I have like all this, like I want to just like live a normal life and like, I just want to like have a family and whatever. And Danny's just kind of like, well, I'm a fucking trans kid that got kicked out of my house. So I might as well just be a superhero because I'm already being rejected by society. So like, I don't need to like, I just am dreadnought. Like I don't mm-hmm. need to have like the Clark Kent because I yeah. can just be Superman all the time. And Danielle doesn't necessarily get to have the Clark Kent because when she basically got outed as dreadnought, um, her family, her mom and dad, bleh, went into witness protection <laughs> because, you know, that's what uh, transphobic pieces of shit should be in to protect themselves from me beating them up. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Danielle doesn't really get to have, like, any of the other things, along with, like, Clamity, who now has, um, you know, the the hypertech arm. She dropped mm-hmm. out of school because she was like, I won't be able this, like, literally will spoil my secret identity. Right. And I, I just, uh, I think that's a very interesting thing in this book that like parts of the Legion in the first book, like everyone knows them mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily get that like secret life mm-hmm. because of their like very high class. I think it's like a grade or something that they described mm-hmm. in this book, um, superhero. So they don't really get, um, like a secret identity and Danielle definitely immediately <laughs> fell into that. Yeah. Uh, because the events of the first book. It's like the Fantastic Four. I My yeah. brain is like so wired into like comic brain that I can't mm-hmm. not be like, oh, this is like this and this is like this. No, and that's the fun thing because I think the cool thing about the like this universe is that it doesn't just pull from like one specific like genre of like comic character. It's oh, for like, sure. Yeah. Here's this, 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 that thing over there. And that one over mm-hmm. here. And then this thing here. And it's like, it's a very well blended universe. Mm-hmm. Also the, <laughs> I actually had to stop and uh, check what a word was for once. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. it was. She Goo-Goo's. broke out a dictionary. What was yeah. it? It was uh, near the end of the book. There's Charlie Codex is collecting something in his room and it's a, uh, his Bits and ends, and then it's uh, the word is G E W G E W S. It's like goo goos or something. I forget what it was. I literally was like, Dad, what does this mean? And he was like, Is your author British? I was like, No. He's like, That's like an old English word for like odds and ends. Oh. I was like, Oh. <laughs> Hello. Well. Well, then. Um, yeah, no, it was, um, it was nice. Uh, but I think that the thing about, especially the beginning too, it like kind of lulls you into the sense of like, Hey, we're not going to immediately just like shotgun out the, out the door. Yeah. And then chapter two happens and you're like, guess the fuck oh, what? We got shotgun. <laughs> you oh, asked for no. a shotgun wedding. Well, guess what? You're getting a shotgun wedding. <laughs> We've done been shotgun. Truly. She already been done. Had hers. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I just remembered, like, because we read the book, we read the first one, like, last year. Mm-hmm. Was it last year or was it two years ago? If, ooh, let me find out, actually. Please. How, I think it was oh, a wait, while ago. Actually, one second. It was in our second year. This is, okay. We're in our third year, so it was last year. 
Okay, it was last year. Okay. This is why I have my books in order on my bookshelf so I can quickly (laughs) look at things. And granted, when I look at my bookshelf, I have some kind of angst because I would love for it to be beautifully color-coded. But I also want it to be in order of when I've read them because it makes that very easy. Yeah, sure. Um... (laughs) I feel deep shame when I show my bookshelf to people because it just looks like I don't care. I, yeah, so I like there was there was so much that I was like I had forgotten or like I just like because we had read it so long ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, a lot. I feel like I haven't read a series lately where I haven't just kind of read them all at once. Yeah, more often than not, I'm reading a book series after a couple of them have come out, if not all of them. Yeah, because that's what we did with Sword in the Stars. That was like almost back to back. There was a book in between them, but that was almost back to back. I think with that, if we hadn't read them almost back to back, I would have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" Be like, "Who, who even is Arthur? I don't even know what's going on." (laughs) Arthur, Um, who? Arthur, who? But so I was like, there's so many things that kept happening. And I was like, all right, this person. All right, this person. All right, this person. And then like calamity showed up and I was like, all right. There she is. (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Yeah, truly. She's so, she's perfect. Listen, she's perfect. Did we spend the first few chapters going, where is she? Yeah. Literally any, like, just give me a cowboy aesthetic. Hello. Yeah. And the fact that she does, she does like. The, she does like a like a Batman voice kind of like where she changes her voice when she's like Calamity versus when she's Sarah. But I just mm-hmm. imagine that it's like her doing a really bad Southern accent. And I just oh, like, yeah. oh, it's very like, come perfect. on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, just like she calls everyone partner, and I just my heart. Oh, she's oh the God, Orville pack. Oh, she is. It's, she I wears forgot. like a little. She wears a little bandit mask mm-hmm. when she's calamity. I forgot like that her whole aesthetic was being like southern bandit. Yeah, she's a fucking like she has like cow. Uh, she, she uh, like her. She shoots guns. That's like her mm-hmm. main weapon is like guns. Oh my god. Yeah. No. She. Um. She. She's terrific. I, I'm. I'm not kidding. The characters in this series are really well thought out, and they all seem like fleshed out. The yeah. ones that need to be fleshed out are fleshed out. And the ones that, you know, might die, <laughs> um, they're also still fleshed out. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anyone is just like a, hmm. I do really like that. I feel like I could see, like, her trading card. Like, I could get her stats. It's like who kind of ener- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just like any of the superheroes who are, like, more established and not just kind of like, oh, like, it's like a... Mm-hmm. one line kind of just like world building character it's like yeah no this is a character who's like a significant part of the story and like here's like their like little thing and it's just like it's nice the it's one like, thing you know, that i was afraid that was going to happen and thankfully it didn't i was afraid going into this book that like some of the characters from the last book weren't going to be included so i yeah. really thought that because of what happens to calamity in book one uh-huh she wouldn't be included in this I would have been heartbroken. I literally was going into the book going, please don't do this. <laughs> I was don't. so scared. I was so scared she wasn't going to be there. I was so st- scared that she <laughs> wasn't going to do it to him. <laughs> then she did it to him. She really did. I I think if I had to pick one person, uh, it would be very difficult to be like, yeah, this one's my favorite out of all of them. Oh, um, it's Calamity. 
<laughs> I love calamity, but I just like the idea of how angry Kinetic is. Yeah, that's true. And the eat the rich shit. Give me like, more. <laughs> give me more Kinetic. There was so much more, like political, like d- like discourse in this book than I was oh ready my God, for. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're not just talking about like superheroes and stuff. We're talking about like the economic disparity of like humanity and like communism versus like and fascism and like <laughs> the morality of like the poverty line. I was like, what's that? Where am I? I'm, what, what book am I reading? I was like, this is going fucking off. I, I really wish that y'all could see what Sophie was just doing because <laughs> this is exactly why we need to like do videos because I'm not kidding. She's sitting here like rubbing her face going, where am I? <laughs> I'm just like touching my like temples a lot because I like don't, ah, um, because yeah, I just there's like- There's a lot of hand motions going on. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. I don't know in sign language. So I'm just kind of like, ah. Um, I like that. Yeah, so I feel like this book, yeah, no, oh my god, I just, like, all of my notes are just, like, scribbled because I was just, like, reading, like, ferociously mm. through the book and being like, okay, talk about that, bring that up, and then, yeah. like, can't read half of it now. I um, think the one thing that I very much enjoyed is that Dreadnought, the old Dreadnought is, like, shown to be this person that seems to not have weaknesses, and they've right. been Dreadnought for a long time. And Danielle is still getting used to being Dreadnought, but is still right. very amazing at being Dreadnought. Uh-huh. And the amount of like, hey, yeah, like you're undefeated. It's not that you're undefeatable. It's that you're currently undefeated. Like you can still yeah. die. And yeah. it, it was just so interesting because in the f- first book, she I felt like she felt more like that. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, oh, I can still die. Like this is still the thing that can happen. Especially like the super like mega super villain in book Mm -hmm. one who is like outwardly much more evil presenting. Oh, for sure. The villain in this book, sovereign. And the thing of like, that is so interesting is that sovereign is like pretty bad because of who is like on his roster. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said earlier in the episode, um, it's not just like super, like powers it's like we've got magic we've got superpowers mm-hmm. we've got hypertech also i'm rich so yeah like, so basically danny's fighting elon musk and grimes <laughs> in this one and princess <laughs> you panzer? can't tell me i'm wrong um Yikes. princess panzer uh is okay so i've recently watched uh cats don't dance for the first time which what is like is a it's a cartoon okay. from like the nineties. It's like mm-hmm. in the same vein as like, um, I don't think it's like a, it's not like a Don Bluth movie, but it's like a not Disney cartoon that came out in the nineties mm-hmm. and the main, the, so it's basically just like an allegory for racism. And it's about like how animals can't act in Hollywood. They just have to be animals on screen. They can't like, they're not allowed to dance and sing. They just have to be like, but in this universe, animals can dance and sing and talk. Mm -hmm. Um, But the villain of the movie is basically like a Shirley Temple, like stand in who is like this sweet darling of Hollywood, but she's actually like a nightmare creature. and is really mean to all the animals and stuff behind the scenes. And that's who I was picturing the entire time. Princess As Princess Panther. Panther. Cause she's like a, she's like 12, right? She's like she's a literally little kid. 12. Yeah. And she's just like, terrifying (laughs) um i know that this is like me jumping the gun so i know that earlier i said that like kinetic reminded me of you just like the way that they speak 
um, uh-huh. when they're fighting Princess Panzer. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, she's 12. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't hold back. And it's like, but she's 12. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, you have to beat her up. And then there's a point where um, where Connecticut just goes, ah, shit. <laughs> it's like realizing that they literally have to beat the snot out of a 12-year-old girl. If she's old enough to fight, she's She's old enough to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, this book was like, I think, especially because like the last book that we read was slower paced because it was um, like a a normal universe situation of kids going to university. Uh And then this is just like, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Let's fucking go. Let's fucking do it. I think something that's like super interesting too throughout this like whole book was kind of the so you were like saying the difference between Danny in the first book mm-hmm. where she's like like a really like kind of like meek sort of character and then is suddenly like endowed with these amazing superhuman powers and like mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do with it so is still kind of like hesitant to use them and is still like very much like feels her mortality and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then this is like a couple months later it's almost like yeah nine months after so it's like nearly a year she is like not just like embracing her superpowers but like kind of like reveling in it to the point Mm -hmm. where it's almost like full reverse and is now becoming chill out (laughs) really self-destructive yeah Mm -hmm. she like talks she like talks a lot in the beginning um, and her monologue about how she doesn't like, she, it's not that she just like enjoys like being a protector and having power and being co- coming from be, starting as a person who was like extremely powerless in society and mm-hmm. then just being like one of the, the most powerful people in the world. But she like revels in the idea of fighting and like is just, disappointed when she doesn't get to fight people she like shows up to like a distress call and by the time she gets there the cops are already like no we've got it handled we don't think we need you and she's like visibly upset that she doesn't get to punch someone mm-hmm. she's like i left um, the convention for this yeah like <laughs> i know i came someone. to do a i came to do a fight mm-hmm. <laughs> i came um, to do a fight not to be that person i gotta keep comparing media to other media because that's how mm-hmm. I, my brain understands things but in season three of buffy oh different um different uh there is like so if anyone's unfamiliar with buffy the whole thing is that there's one slayer in all the world and then when that slayer dies a new one is like the next in line, whoever it was going to be, like gets activated basically. Oh yeah. They all um, have the possibility until one of them dies. Exactly. So spoilers for Buffy, I guess, but in the end, <laughs> so at the end of season one, Buffy mm-hmm. dies, Kendra gets uh, like chosen and then Kendra dies at the end of season two and faith happens. And faith is like one of the most interesting, complicated characters in the entire show. But this like, dichotomy that really is like the tension between her and Buffy through her whole season is that like faith the entire time is like we're powerful people we have like we were given this strength this physical power we should like use it not just to like protect 
ex people to but but like proactively fight vampires like she starts like hunting them like she calls it hunting and stuff as opposed to like Buffy who's very like well when they attack me I'll fight back and Faith mm-hmm. is very like no I'm gonna go into fight before they can even think to attack me yeah. so and it's like this weird line of like well where is it like yeah you're still protecting people and the people you're hurting are technically bad guys mm-hmm. but you're almost like the your actions start to look cruel in like this yeah. weird way and it's like this morality balance and I like that was like all I could think of when Danny is like talking about how much she like loves fighting and just like mm-hmm. the action of like beating someone up is like an experience that she enjoys. Yeah, because the first person that you we get into a fight with is, um, and I think they're like a newly made super villain, but they're just mm-hmm. like a normal villain, like a, nor- a normie with powers, if you will. Yeah. Well, there's um, this, like, something starting to happen where mm-hmm. more people, there's an increase of yeah. people getting superpowers and they aren't sure why. Yeah. And this guy, um, she's very much playing, like, cat and mouse with this guy. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, literally playing with him because she's having a good time beating the snot out of him. Mm-hmm. But then she starts getting her ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And our best friend, Calamity, has to save her. But it's uh, it's very interesting because I think Danny in book one wouldn't have been very much like, no, I love beating the shit out of people. Makes right. me feel good. She probably would have like not been upset when the police chief was like, actually, we got it. And then when they were like, actually, we don't got it. She mm-hmm. would have gone in, like incapacitated the person in some way and then mm-hmm. like given him over to the authorities instead of throwing him out a window just to continue having fun with him yeah (laughs) to the point where yeah she underestimates him Mm -hmm. because she doesn't she's he's a new uh, like a new super so she doesn't know what his deal is Mm -hmm. and then just like pretty much almost gets electrocuted because he has lightning powers suddenly (laughs) Um, he has super lightning powers and uh, (laughs) she's getting fried yeah I feel like this book has 8,000 things going on, which mm-hmm. is like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like almost like, it's like almost submersive because you're like, you're trying to like, you're reading the book, but then you're also like, there's so many things happening that it's like, you almost start to feel like it helps build your empathy for like what Danny is going through mm-hmm. because you're dealing with, trying to figure out what Danny's going through, trying to figure out like the past supers who were hurt in the first book. So there's kind of like a short, short little moment where she's talking to them and all of that trauma and then trying to figure out what's happening with people, how people are getting new powers, Mm -hmm. how the cops are all involved in this, because there's also this like really like interesting conversation that always happens around like any kind of superhero story where it's like, okay, well, if we have, people with superhuman powers how does like regular authorities that we've established in the society as like the people who establish the rules how, where do they come into play because they can clearly get overpowered by mm-hmm. these people um what was the that unit called it was the metahuman oh I, in my mind i'm here i'm hearing metahuman crisis unit 
Yeah, was it just MCU? <laughs> Which makes me think, uh, did she just call it the MCU? Which would be we funny. Love that. Um, so we there's like share. all of that happening. Mm-hmm. So you have like all of this dreadnought shit, and then like out of nowhere, like a couple chapters in, Danny's like, "Oh, I have a court appointment. I gotta go to," and she's like at an emancipation hearing to try to get emancipated from her parents. And I was like, "Ah, no, yep. it's too many things." You know, the literally the whole book, uh, her saying that she like really enjoys like beating the snot out of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's an allegory for her wishing that she could beat the shit out of her dad. Oh, for sure. There's like so many of her actions are just mm-hmm. like pent up trauma. Yeah. And I mean, she has like night terrors when mm-hmm. she goes to sleep. I, th- I really think that April, um, took a character that she I think fleshed out really well in the first book mm-hmm. and continued to do that in a way that was not only believable but I think also um honors the character in a specific way and I think that um it's really ni- <laughs> really nice to see this character that like I really liked from the first book mm-hmm. and then them be like oh wait no you know what that humble pie that I was just served um by 16 different super villains at the same time mm-hmm. yeah um wasn't good oops. <laughs> oops it was just like nice because uh not that i want to see daniel get beaten up but like the idea of like an overpowered superhero that like there's no uh weakness mm-hmm. but like her describing that like she's new to her newer to her powers versus like say red steel so like she and her reflexes aren't like as metahuman as other metahumans are mm-hmm. so it's just interesting the way that she describes fighting scenes and there's a difference between uh the fighting scenes with say like a new newly acquired super powered person the guy in the first couple chapters versus like say uh, when she's trying to fight um, the lightning boy, the other lightning boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> many, many lightning boys. Lightning is powerful. Yes. <laughs> no, I think, I think there's a really, I mean, it, it definitely, it's like, okay, so what would happen to a person who is electrocuted fa- a lot? Well, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, no, what, yeah. Do you know what happens to a frog when it's hit by a bolt of lightning? They um, turn into a gay person. No? <laughs> they turn into a gay man. Quoting the best line in cinematic history. Um. That didn't happen in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Where you were in the shower. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, no, I think it. I think it like it makes sense that a person who felt like it's really powerless and kind of like they didn't have a motivation really to like survive suddenly be imbued with significant power that they would just be angry and kind of ruthless and like mm-hmm. overwhelmed and really not know what to do with it to the point where they would probably become. Um, like just more destructive than not mm-hmm. because like people who don't have superpowers who go through like significant trauma are extremely destructive so why not just throw some superpowers in there and like make them actually literally destroy buildings and like hurt people yeah and i uh i think that's the the 
thing about this book too. We kind of get the um, what happens, I think, in like most superhero stories, where it's like the people who love the superhero finally see that this superhero has flaws and it scares them because right. they're super powerful and could kill them. <laughs> we got like a little oh, bit shit. of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Just a little bit of that. You can shoot laser beams out of your face? Huh. Oh, fuck. You, you haven't been able to shoot laser beams out of your eyes this whole time? Huh. Interesting. Um, um, <laughs> that's <I> new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly afraid of you. It's so strange. Um, the the special like division of the police is the metahuman response unit, so it's the MRU. Oh, the 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 My Chemical Romance, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> the MCR. Yeah, the MCR. Which uh, <laughs> is Gerard Way. Oh, um, he'd be so good at that. <laughs> this is this is nothing to do with anything, but I was just saw it while I was looking up the name of the the cops mm. um <laughs> but every time um calamity uses her guns it's like described as like her her guns barking and that's like the sound that they make and i thought that was just like a really like nice way to describe it because i feel like specifically in like superhero canon guns aren't really used by like the good guys necessarily and Mm -hmm. if they are they're like ray guns or like some kind of like equipment that's like stun gun like it's not like something that harm yeah Yeah. and i think she uses like rubber bullets mostly right she uses like uh gooey bullets so like they get shot by like gel yeah um so i think as the book goes she transitions to like different kinds of yeah She's got cool shit, but I just like oh, every time that I was like, "Oh, that's nice," because it's like less aggressive. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, look at Sparky. Oh wow, look at them go. <laughs> no, and I, I think the one thing that I thought was weird is that in this book is when they're describing flight. Sometimes, huh? um, April decided to use the word squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> that's not uh, what. <laughs> What kept messing me up was that my brain can't read words sometimes uh-huh. and the letters are in the wrong order. And mm-hmm. um, anytime Danny was flying, describing her speed, mm-hmm. and she would say Mach 5 or Mach 3, and I was like, March 3rd? <laughs> Why are they talking about what date it March is? March 3rd? <laughs> in this economy? Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big boobs. It's very that. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what's happening? Oh, it's Mach 5, okay. Oh, you know, just going Mach 5. <laughs> just going Mach 5, yeah. The the way that she, like, described just, like, casually flying thousands of miles an hour and, like, shooting mm-hmm. into space. Yeah. And she's like, so the, the way that works is, like, she could just hold her breath for a really long time, right? So she's not, like, breathing in space. She's just not breathing for a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. And that's how she's able to like orbit the Earth yeah. to get places really. She quickly. just goes, okay. <gasps> yeah. And she, I think, at one point she like describes taking a breath before she leaves like the atmosphere or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's like, I have to take a deep breath before I go, but I can hold my breath for twelve hours. And I'm like, why do you know that? Yeah, she just like, tested out. She was like, hmm. You get bored sometimes, you know. I just want to hold my breath and see what happens. Um. 
I feel like I don't want to talk about too much more because it goes into like a lot of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of really heavy plot stuff that happens towards the end of the book. That's like, yeah. And it's a lot of it is established really early on too. So some of the things I thought were going to happen that like at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, wound up happening, but not to the extent that I, I like my, thinking was limited right and then it was like oh let me just um 20 leaps and bounds later um right you know there's fucking magic killing everyone (laughs) oh yeah that that really was like my brain hurt and that was a i mean it was weird the i think without going to too much into detail about how the book kind of ends. I will Mm -hmm. say that April does like a really amazing job of like centering transness as the theme of like the whole book, basically, Mm -hmm. like regardless of what is happening. um, It's like obviously extremely tied into Danny's um, identity. So it's Mm -hmm. very important to her, but it's also significantly tied into her powers because her, the mantle of dreadnought is the reason that she was able to have like the physical body that she wanted that matched her identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just thought it was like really amazing to, because I feel like, I mean, first of all, outside of like, you know, a handful of like throwaway characters or maybe more like niche superheroes, I think even books that are, focused on uh like queer characters Mm -hmm. it's either this is a fantasy story that the characters happen to be queer and yeah that's like part of their identity so it's like built into their like how they interact with the world but it's not like Mm -hmm. a core of the plot necessarily or here's like an everyday story that's built in our world where this is just like about a queer person existing and that's probably the main focus of the story. But this does like an amazing job of like, here's a high fantasy superhero story, but it's also completely tied into transness as an identity yeah. for the character. Yeah. Cause uh, throughout the book, um, there are forces trying to take the mantle from Dreadnought, um, right. just like they were in the first book. And uh that is a, literally attached to her ide- identity because uh, if the mantle, if what I read is correct, if the mantle is taken away from her, um, something bad will happen to her body. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah. So there's this kind of balance that's happening where there's some villains who are trying to just take the power away from Dreadnought because they're super villains and they want the, the superheroes to not have the power they want mm-hmm. to be powerless and then there's other people who want specifically to take the power away from dreadnought because they know that it gives her her physical form mm-hmm. which is interesting because it's, Sounds really- it's it's hard to like talk about in a specific way because it's i don't think that uh i viewed that as something that like could be reversed oh yeah as soon as that started to like 
the idea of that like being taken away mm-hmm. ha- I was like terrified I was like oh yeah. no I this is I, that was like the the that was the point in the book where I was like I'm scared yeah no and I, <laughs> I I think April did a really good job of making the fear that you know Danielle has it palpable because I didn't right. think that it was something that could be undone um, right. because it's you know superhero magic if you will um, but, uh, the person doing that is really trying their damnedest and it starts happening and I'm like, please stop. No, 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 <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, there's a, a, the villains of this book are, um, more insidious, I would say, than the first just flat out, like, I'm, you know, you don't want to listen to me. Guess what? I'm going to turn you all into computer chips. Right. Well, there's this, there's like this entire underlying, like narrative where some of the villains are just like fucking turfs who mm-hmm. just want to take away who don't who like want to hurt Danny specifically mm-hmm. but there's also the other villain who's basically like Elon Musk and doesn't want <laughs> doesn't want there to be like balance in the world he wants Mm -hmm. there to be unbalanced so that he can have the power and it's just like wants to like worsen the already bad status quo yeah that's and um, the status quo and also Um, happens to be turfy as well well yeah for sure but um it's it's like it's interesting because it's not your like run of the mill like well i'm evil so i'm gonna do an evil thing kind of villain it's like mm-hmm. oh no i have like real life actual like i want to do like harm to people specifically for socioeconomic reasons that exist in our world <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just it's it like so it's so weird how like political how politically driven it is mm-hmm. Which is, I think, done in a very good way because the last book, that's not necessarily like a at all a thing that happens in that book. No, the last book is is feels a little bit more traditional, Mm -hmm. not not like shallow or anything, but more of a surface level villain. Mm -hmm. Um, The stakes have been raised in this one. Oh my god, yes. Um, But yeah, no, I I had honestly. Fucking fantastic time reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that there are superheroes that want to hold Dreadnought accountable and be like, no, you need to actually like be correct about talking about like who like paved the way for you to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was really good. The supervillains are fucking, but also like <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. One gets a kiss, one gets a punch in the face. Oh, yeah. I'll let you decide who. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, it was a good time. And I'm, I'm like, I really wish that uh, book three was here right now in my hands. No, I, I don't think I have, like, anything else productive to say. Love Doc Impossible. Love that. Love Doc Impossible. <laughs> She's literally like, I'm only seven years old, guys. Please. <laughs> um, She's just really... Really an amazing cyborg, android lady. She's great. 
I love the little ragtag team that they've got put together to, you know, be the new Legion. And the superpowers don't seem like, oh, yeah, cool. That's like whatever. It's like, oh, interesting. I need this described more. Please describe it further. I also don't think I've ever read the word lattice more. (laughs) Oh, God. All day. (laughs) If you could have any of their powers, which one would you pick? I know I did this when we read Infinity Sun, but I'm back again. <laughs> the face you're making is awful. <laughs> this ankle. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, Hard-hitting questions in this journalism class. Yeah. The, I, I feel like being able to fly would be fucking great. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, as much as we hate Princess Panzer... Yeah. Love Princess Panzer. <laughs> She's awful and I love it. <laughs> what was what was her power? It was just like she can it just was like hyper tech. Mani- She's just like, yeah, okay. She can just like manifest tech, basically. Yeah. I think okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that was her thing, but also because like she I didn't know the thing with Princess Panzer is I don't know if it was like spelled out enough what her deal was. It was it hypertech? Or did she have powers that, like, summoned hypertech? I was picturing her, like, she was able to just kind of, like, summon, mm-hmm. like, weapons and stuff. And then, like, yeah. just technology. Because some of the stuff she summons is not, like, a weapon necessarily. Yeah. Um, could be. Could be. You turn it up to 11. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like flight would be a really good time. So you yeah, just think- fucking like chill. Also, like I being dreadnought would be cool because you could fly around and then you could fucking like hold your breath for twelve hours and just like chill at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh my god, could you imagine all of the terrors you could find at the bottom of the ocean just being dreadnought? Hang out with so many sea turtles. Would a fish become dreadnought if it ate you? Oh my god. Oh, in 2018, the series was optioned for film to Wayne Brady's production company, Making Making It Up Productions. Yeah, okay, so I can't find anything about it, but there is another book that is happening, so that's great. Um, Right. But yeah, no, um, do you have anything else you want to add? Oh, um, not, yeah, because I have some other notes, but it's like literally the end of the book, so whatever we'll talk about it later um (laughs) i've there was like a weird moment because there's like a bunch of scenes where they're they go to charlie's house Mm -hmm. to to like because i guess he has like a lot of his tech there and stuff and he's he's not like an active superhero he's not an active cape so he Mm -hmm. he has like powers but like kind of chooses not to use them Mm -hmm. um but they like I guess like his mom or something. Oh my god, keep yawning. <laughs> it is pretty late for you. It's nine thirty eight. It's late that time. Uh, so they like go to his house, and I guess his mom shows up or something, mm-hmm. and they're like in his room. And I was like, that was like the first time in the book where I was like, all right, they're all teenagers. Yeah, I literally they felt so. They all felt so much older. Like mm-hmm. I was like, there's literally like part of the part of the plot is that. Um, Danny is trying to get emancipated from her parents because she's not mm. a legal adult yet. And I was still like, yeah, she's like 27, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, I think like, that was like a, a like a beat that I didn't know was going to happen. And it's like, oh, I have to run to court really quick, BRB. And it's like, yeah. oh. 
But like, like the scene where they're like in Charlie's room, just like being teens, basically. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're still like trying to like build tech to fight a super villain, but they're like all hanging out in his room together. And his mom's like, do you want snacks or something? And I was like, all right, they're all like teens. Um, Yeah. Because in the first book you get Danielle in like high school classes as great. Like in school. Yeah. And her friend is like, Oh, we're dating now. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally this book is like, it's nine months later, but it feels like years later. It feels like I felt like years. I think it's, yeah, I think it's because they're so detached from like most mm-hmm. of like teenage stuff that I was just like, oh, right. They're so kids. Oh, right. <laughs> um, no joke. Also, Calamity's mom is a retired supervillain and her thing is like Miss Invisible, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she she reaches into fucking <laughs> Dreadnought's chest and like holds her heart. And it's like, if you fuck up, anything with my daughter and if you fucking display your powers outside of this house i'll end you <laughs> yeah she's like what's the number one rule no visible powers that's what i fucking thought you said and then when she pulls out her she's just got the, the glove of red crimson blood i was like uh-huh. oh my god that's so cool <laughs> yeah and then calamity's like oh did my mom do that thing <laughs> did my mom Sorry. do the heart thing again <laughs> she's so silly <laughs> Did I mention that she's a retired supervillain? <laughs> Oops. Oh, no, I forgot that. Um, I do really like... I love that, like, both Danny and Sarah are, like, idiots. <laughs> and they just, like, don't get it. And Charlie literally has to be like, so she, like, likes you, dude. And Danny's like, what? Huh? Yeah, and Doc Impossible. And he's like, she's weird. She doesn't want to, like go to a movie she wants to like cape that's what she wanted to do when we were mm-hmm. dating she, she fucking likes you and so danny's like i have to go talk to her right now and it's just like the most spastic amazing thing mm-hmm. it's so cute but also when they get back to like the hideout and doc impossible sees them right before like ripping them both in two for just like disappearing she <laughs> says fucking finally and i'm like yes <laughs> Everyone was like, you fucking morons. In book one, they didn't... I mean, there wasn't a chance. For they, the like, romance. flirted a little bit, but there's, yeah. like, no... There's literally... Yeah, no, literally, Danny, like, it's like, okay, I'm gonna, like... I'm gonna, like, just gonna, like, roll in and be, like, super cool. And, like, we're gonna, like, gently bring it up in a conversation. And then she just, like, lands in front of her. She's like, oh, so are you straight or do you want to make out? <laughs> are you straight or did you want to kiss? <laughs> <laughs> like she just blurts it out and I'm like, this is good energy right here. This Hell is yeah. highly queer, chaotic energy. This is the energy. Also, the idea of for. just like flying to someone's house and <laughs> in the year 2020 and just be like, Do you want a kiss? <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Never heard of it. We don't know her. We don't know what kissing is. Um the Yeah, I think that <laughs> I don't know. The whole Danny's entire relationship with Doc Impossible is amazing. In this oh God, one, it's yeah. like so much. They've just become like this little family unit together. Mm-hmm. What a complete unit. They're so an absolute unit. They're so cute. <laughs> you know, I, I think this book has got something for everyone. Honestly. It's got something for everyone. Well, yeah. And that, there's like this, this is like this whole through line where like Doc Impossible is like an android, but like hates like display, like basically presenting as an android so he's always mm-hmm. trying to like be really human but it's also like dealing with substance abuse and just like she's like well i could program that out of my brain but it like 
I'm makes afraid me too. feel like I have humanity. So I'm like actively mm-hmm. harming myself. It's just the layers. The layers. Yeah. I I think y'all should go and get this book. I could only find it on Amazon, I think. Oh, I got mine on Thriftbooks. Okay. Yeah, I um, had a hard time finding it to like purchase normally not like secondhand or anything it's definitely not um let me just like do a quick google yeah well definitely get the first one if you can if you haven't read it oh what are you idea. doing why are you listening to this episode i got mine off of thrift books which is like a secondhand online shop it's a really mm-hmm. good place to be able to get books for a little bit less than like retail price uh-huh. um if you it, I mean, it looks like you can get it from Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see if you can find like a local shop that might be able to order it for you if you can. Just okay. so like you can get, I don't know, you can give them all the profits and it also probably give April a little bit more money if you ordered mm-hmm. it like directly from and, somewhere. And you know, we're not supporting Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, fuck Amazon. Um but yeah, I think also like check with your library because they could probably order it if your libraries are open or it might be online. Let me see right now actually while I have while I have you on the phone. <laughs> while you've got me on the line, let's talk about our weekly sponsor, Patreon. Our Patreon content is 100% us being dumb. <laughs> Big dum-dums. Big dumb energy. Now, uh, our Patreon is... A thing that we do uh, every so often because we want to make some fun, different content. And we really do try to do a few fun, different things on there. We've done like a live viewing where we do like live commentary on a movie. I would love to do more of that. Um, We've also like reviewed different kinds of like queer comics and also um, TV shows that have like queer main characters. And we would love to do more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and also sometimes we post special episodes there. I'm thinking that some of our special 69 episode, because that's coming up this year, um, I'm thinking nice. that might go on there. Nice. Yeah, right? Nice, 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 nice. I'm thinking that might go up on there for a little bit before she's I just available. checked. Uh, mm-hmm. It depends on what your local library database is, but both mm-hmm. Dreadnought and Sovereign are on the Libby app through my library, which is like oh. basically the digital database of the library. It's connected to your library card and you can just take out books mm-hmm. and whatever you have to put. It looks like Dreadnought is on holds list. So you have to wait a little bit, but Sovereign, you can borrow right away. So there's so many ways. So many ways to read this really fun, truly, like, amazingly written book. I think that's the thing that, like, you and I both did. Like, we didn't mention. I, I think April is a very talented writer. hmm And the fight scenes don't seem, like, clunky. It's, like... No. They're so like well I, written. I feel like a lot of times in action books, I have a hard time remembering, like, what's going on. Like, I have a really hard yeah. time visualizing stuff. Like, I need, like, a map of, like, who's where, who's where, <laughs> Who's when. getting beat up where. Yeah, what building are they being thrown into now? And this yeah. was, like, oh, okay, kind of, I, like, know what's going on. Yeah, no, it uh, it was a much easier to, like, follow uh, f- many different fight scenes. And, like, this book is, like, 0 to 100 very quick, but not in a way that is not understandable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know me, I'm very easily lost. Well, puppy dog. Correct. Um, also, today is National Puppy Day or Dog Day, which both. Oh, Shadow, what do you think about that? She's no comment. Um, <laughs> She's like, a day not about me? Interesting. Mm. Wasn't National Black Cat Day recently? Probably. She I feel like that's not really in October. Uh-huh. When is it? Today. <laughs> it's every day. Uh-huh. Did you know that black cats generally are significantly cheaper at shelters and a lot of shelters do like free black cat day because people are so unwilling to adopt them because they think they're, because people are superstitious. So like so a lot silly. of shelters do full days where you can get, mm-hmm. you can adopt black cats for free oh, without any so like charges. Shadow is the nicest cat in that house. Well, that's, yeah. And you live there, so that's saying some. <laughs> Um, all right, we're getting off track, which means we have yeah. to stop the pod, we have to stop the episode because I think we're done talking about the book. I yeah. would love to be able to talk to y'all more about this, but I want you to read it yourselves. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything else away. Yeah, no. If we we pull the wrong string, it's like the whole book is undone because yeah, everything we, is connected. We can't go too far into the lettuce. We <laughs> into the lettuce. <laughs> iceberg <laughs> Woo! um anyway it's okay i'll see myself out um but yeah do you have anything else to add i don't think so uh follow the podcast on twitter and tweet at us and tell us what books you're reading because oh we God, love yes. to see it mm-hmm. um tell us what books you want us to read or what books mm-hmm. you think we're gonna read mm-hmm. um pre-order surrender your sons by adam sass do that drink some water take your meds i bet you look thirsty I'm looking at myself while I'm saying that, so I hope everyone knows that. I'm talking Um, to me. I'm bitch. I'm bitches. I have a story to tell you later. Anyway, I think that's it. I think that's the end of the episode. Okay, cool. Uh, My name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Shout out. Outro music. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) 